Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Hey, hey, welcome back. So many of you have asked me about the business partnerships that I'm in, how I picked them, what I considered, and what I would recommend to you in terms of making business partnerships successful as you progress and grow your empire. And so today's episode is really going to dive into the top five things that you need to assess when considering a business partnership. Now, as always, it is very important that if you are considering a business partnership of any kind, that you have legal support. There are both tax, legal, financial, all sorts of implications of any partnership that you do. And so while I'm giving you considerations from a strategy standpoint, you also must, absolutely must work with a a legal team to support you through this process and to make sure that the correct things are put in place contractually to protect the business and to protect you and, and your partners as well. And this also gives an anchor point that allows everyone to be on the same page as decisions come up and, and reference points come up and know that, you know, as you progress through the partnership, you may evolve your agreement. You might evolve the way that the partnership works. All of that is great, but you certainly want to make sure that you have support and direction from that who's from someone who specializes in the world of business partnerships and contracts. That said, uh, you know, so just to give a little background, so I obviously run my own organization that you all, uh, you know, know and love, The Unstoppable Entrepreneur, which we are getting ready to do uh, some very big things, some big reveals coming up in the next two months here. I'm not going to say too much today, but Big changes ahead, really exciting things. We are getting ready. And as you all know, we're working very, very hard to align our organization uh, to, to scale from eight to nine figures and to really pioneer that journey for the online uh, entrepreneurs that we teach. And so that's that. But outside of that, I run three other companies in 50-50 partnerships. And one is obviously with my very good friend, Amy. We created the Courageous Brand together, which is really focused on teaching the next generation uh, leadership, courage, confidence, mindset, personal growth. It's really all about instilling courage and confidence in the next generation. And then I run Social Sellers Academy with my partner, Ryan Dowdy, which is a training school for social sellers. We saw a huge gap in the market and really wanted to create a way that entrepreneurs could step out of being the primary salesperson in their business. And so we created a school to teach their social sellers how to sell because we know that most uh, entrepreneurs don't have a sales background. And so we wanted to make sure that we smoothed out that path for entrepreneurs to have seven-figure producers working for them and that they had the correct training, onboarding, and, and coaching to achieve those results. And then I partner with Laura Meyer in the Advanced Women's Expert Network, which is a online 
networking and referral-based community that is really geared towards online service-based businesses, specifically in the consultancy space that are building boutique one-to-one consultancies that want to build a referral-based business. And it is just an extraordinary group where we really facilitate co-creation, collaboration, cooperation on projects. It's unbelievable. But anyway, those are the three partnerships that I'm in. And as you build and grow your company over time, depending on what your goals are, at some point, you will probably consider partnerships. You probably will consider acquisitions uh, or you might consider having your business be acquired. You could be on either side of that. But I've gotten a lot of questions about this. So I wanted to give you the top five things to think about. Bar none, above all else, values are the most important thing. So aligned values. I will tell you that the number one criteria for me doing business with someone is that they're a good human being above all else. It's the most important thing. Values, uh, you know, it's just like when you bring people into your company, culture always outweighs skill set. You can teach and coach and train, but if someone doesn't have the DNA, if they don't have the work ethic, if they don't have the the mindset, chances are it's not going to it's not going to work out. Very similar with a partnership, but you know when you think about values in a partnership, I mean this is literally like your reputation. It's how you go to market. It's what you believe. It's how you believe in doing business. And that's going to trickle into everything that you do, including the service delivery for your customers, which in the online world, your reputation is everything, right? So if you don't uh, make sure that you're partnering with someone that is going to protect your reputation being associated with this and you partner with someone that does things that are not in alignment with the values that you're trying to bring to the market, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And so I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that my top criteria is really observing someone as a human being first and foremost. And the number one thing is, are they a good person? And are they someone that I trust with my reputation, which in the online world, your reputation is essentially your livelihood, right? So you're looking for people that you can trust with your livelihood because they're going to represent the values that you've worked so hard to build your name on. That's number one. Number two is skills. So in every situation, you need a different set of skills. You need a different type of partner in each situation, depending on what you're going to be able to bring to the table and what you're going to need them to be able to bring to the table and the type of business that you're talking about. So that that skill has to be a match for both you as a partner and the business in terms of what the business is going to demand of them. Number three is work ethic. I found three of the hardest working people I'd ever seen that really understand quality, that really understand uh, setting and achieving goals. Uh, Two of them, I actually observed uh, their work in my program and saw the, the spark, the hustle, the diligence, the output. Amy obviously has been a friend of mine for over 20 years and she is the hardest working person I know. So that one was pretty easy there, right? So work ethic is going to be huge because, you know, obviously as you grow a business, there's going to be high highs, low lows. There's going to be ups, downs. 
There's going to be periods of soaring and, and periods of, of failing. And you have to be with someone that's going to push through that. You have to align with someone that is going to be able to, uh, you know, rise to the occasion when challenges come up and that has big enough, audacious enough goals and drive and passion in their life that they're going to keep going even when it's hard, right? So work ethic is number three. Number four is I'm going to give you four choices. You need to align with either someone who has time, influence, connections, or money. And each of those may look different depending on your situation and circumstances and depending upon your ability to contribute and what you're looking for in a partner, right? So I would say each of my partners that I've partnered with wanted to partner with me for a different reason. They knew I offered the thing that they wanted and they offered the thing that I knew that would be needed. I was very clear with all of my business partners that given the size and scope of the organization that I was already running, that time would not be the thing that I could give to the business. Meaning I could provide influence. I could provide audience. I could provide connections and visibility for the brand. I could even be the investor or equally invest, but not, um, you know, be the day-to-day, you know, president or operating CEO of the company. So it's really important to designate who is going to be the day-to-day operating president, who is going to be the CEO of that company. And you have to be realistic with your time and and realistic with what you can contribute. So for me, coming into my partnerships, I was very clear, you know, I can do content a couple of times a year, I may be able to participate here and there in some launches. I can create a little bit of content to go into the programs. And, you know, I can definitely share these resources with my audience and with my clients. But that time was going to be really very minimal from the standpoint of the day to day. Right. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with who you're assessing. So what's not a good fit in a business partnership is where both people have so much going on in other realms that no one's able to drive the business day to day. No matter how small the business is, even if it's a baby business and you're going to build it slowly over time, someone has to make this their their bread and butter. Someone has to make this the thing that they're going to wake up every day, they're going to nurture, they're going to give sun, they're going to give water, they're going to give nutrients, all those things. And if no one in the partnership can do that, don't do the partnership. That's my biggest piece of advice. If neither party is able to dedicate 80% of their time, energy, and focus to the project, don't do it. It will be an absolute mess. You will struggle. You will most likely fail. It It will probably end badly. Be honest with yourself and be honest with your potential partner and really look at how the two of you can bring your different strengths, your different skill sets together like yin and yang, right? So I knew what I could bring to these partnerships. I knew what I could not bring to these partnerships. I was very open about that, right? And so for me, it was presenting that to my potential partners and saying, you know, does this work with what you can bring and what you would expect of me and what you will need from me in order to make this work, right? So time, influence, connections, or money, and it might be some combination of those things, 
number one recommendation, someone has to be the the day-to-day leader. And without that, that it's not going to be viable, right? So just to recap so far, we talked about most important values. Number one is values. Number two is skill. And it's not just skill, it's skill match between you and them. It's how, what skills do they have? What skills do you have? How do they come together? Do you have a complete picture here in terms of being able to get this project off the ground and make it a resounding success? Number three, work ethic. Obviously, observe this person over time. Look at this person's track record. Look at this person's results in their business and in their life. Assess everything about this person. I will tell you that multiple partners of mine are people that I'm in a prayer circle with every week. So I don't even know what religion they are. I don't care what religion they are, but I can tell you that our values are in alignment in that we believe business is about being of service to others and of service of our calling and our reason for being on the planet and of service to God. So, you know, that doesn't need to be how you assess a partnership, but values will make or break you. Values will make or break you. When you, when you go down the chain here, we talked about values. We talked about skill set. We talked about work ethic. We talked about time, influence, connections, or money, maybe a combination of, of several of those. And then the final thing, and this is really, really important. And a great example I can give you of this is when you look at Shark Tank. So many times um, when you look at Shark Tank, they'll say, you know, I- I'm not interested in that space or I'm not aligned with that space or I don't know enough about that space. And for that reason, I'm out. Right. Shark Tank. There's so many good lessons there. We could we could spend days unpacking it. But, you know, you have to look at the partnerships that you're considering and you have to make sure that they're in alignment for you long term. So I know the mission of my life is to help individuals to create financial freedom through the perpetuation of entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial thinking, behavior, mindset, and action. That could be entrepreneur, entrepreneur, but I want to help people to achieve financial freedom. All four of my companies underneath my umbrella and in the enterprises that I'm partners in, they all go back to that one thing. I'm only doing things that are in complete alignment with my life purpose my long-term focus, and my absolute commitment for the rest of my working days. I will not partner on any projects that do not align with my ultimate purpose because what will happen is you'll get excited about it. You'll see the money. You'll see the opportunity. You'll see the idea. You'll have that spark. But then when the rubber meets the road and things get hard and things begin to fail because every business goes through periods of expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction, seasons of soaring, seasons of struggling. This is part of the entrepreneurial cycle. If you haven't experienced it yet, you will. I promise that you will. And it's really important when you're deciding on these partnerships that you're only doing things that you're in it to win it for the long term, like meaning you want to do this thing for the rest of your life. Like you're in it for the right reasons. You're in it for the long term and you're willing to do what it takes to make it successful, not just today, not just while you're in that exciting startup phase, but during the hard times, once you get two, five, seven, 10 years into it, right? So the top five things I want you to consider when you're looking at a business partnership, value alignment, skill set, work ethic, 
time, influence, connections, and money. Who has each and how are you making sure you have all four? And then alignment with your long-term vision, purpose, and meaning of your life. Of course, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you don't do anything without legal counsel ever, 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 ever. You don't do anything without legal counsel. So every step of the way, you're going to work with a legal team. You're going to help get the, the contract in place between you guys. You're going to set it up so the business is protected. Both partners are protected and that can change at any time and you can agree to update it. But you want to make sure that those things are in place. So I hope this gave you a great roadmap to follow in assessing potential partnership opportunities. Super excited for you guys to be able to look at ways that you can both acquire businesses, uh, bring them into your portfolio, partner with other people, get creative, have fun as you build, uh, but be smart, be careful and take your time doing it. Hope this show was helpful for you today. We'll see you back here next week. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. I have a question for you though. Have you actually subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode? As you guys know, this is 20 minutes or less of power pack strategy that is gonna help you crush your goals, unleash your potential, and create your dream life. So you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do that today. And while you're at it, if you love today's episode, why not share it with a friend? I would have so much gratitude for you sharing the podcast and helping us get it out in the world so we can change more.